0: Share care, helping you get younger, get guidance, get better care, get smart, get fit. Radio MD presents Share Care Radio with Daria Long Gillespie, MD.
1: Hi, it's Dr. Daria. Listen, we all deal with stress in our lives, but it's how we cope with it that determines how we emerge on the other side. So I am so excited to have our expert with us today, Dr. Karen Smithson. She's a developmental expert, she's a therapist, she's an educator, and she's an author specializing with relationships, coping, and resiliency. She's gonna talk to us today. Karin, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Dr. Daria. First of all, what got you interested in these specific topics of resilience and coping and relationships?
0: Well, I became a therapist because I actually had therapy myself and it really worked. I went mm-hmm. through some big life changes, went through a really tough divorce and kind of had the bottom drop out like mm-hmm. most people go through in their life at some point. And I was sent into therapy by my family um, who loved me very much. And you know what? It really, really worked. And I had a beautiful therapist that helped me really grow and find these strong partners to myself that I didn't know were there. Mm-hmm. And one day in therapy, after soul searching, and I used to be a teacher, and I was trying PR out, and I couldn't figure out who I was going to be in my next life. She said, Karin, you know, you're helping everybody in your life. And you're working with people every day. Why don't you become a therapist? And it had never even occurred to me because I was originally an elementary school teacher. Really? And I said, Oh, my gosh, and I went home and thought about it and prayed about it and f- finally applied to school. And, you years later I ended up in a doctoral program and I've been able to fulfill the thing that I love the most which is writing Mm -hmm. and I'm working with adults now mostly in therapy and and it's just been such a neat turn of events like I made something really purposeful out of something that had originated as something really painful.
1: Wow and that's what we're talking about is Mm -hmm. how you cope with some really awful events in your life or stressful events and come out stronger with something so productive on the other side.
0: I said, well, that's exactly the goal of therapy. So it's a wonderful thing to see that happen and to work with people to help encourage that.
1: And what, so when you're talking to your, your clients for the goal of therapy, do you help them? What are some coping mechanisms that you help them learn?
0: So I really like to focus on holistic health, and mm-hmm. um, you know we've got the physical health that I know you concentrate a lot um, with on your show, and then you know mental health, emotional health, and spiritual health. And so I think that a lot of the pieces that have been left out are those attentions to the spirit and the intuition, and those things that maybe are telling us that something may be wrong with our body or something is right in our life, mm-hmm. and learning to listen to those things. Um, really tending to what our body needs, listening to the cravings, listening to how much sleep we need, listening to the foods that we need to be eating, and um, tending to those things that. Bring Bring joy into our lives you know I think as a culture we've kind of been trained out to look for joy we've been trained to look at productivity and and um, with that often comes stress and kind of an obsession with perfectionism so I really try to redirect people because this is what I do in my own life and it works away from um, perfectionism and the productivity although that is important obviously for mm-hmm. some type of some um, area of happiness really what brings you joy like what is really making you happy where does your spirit pull you um, where do you feel that great feeling in your gut because when you do do those things on a regular basis you're actually boosting your immunity mm-hmm. you're increasing your happiness you're increasing your life satisfaction and your overall overall well-being is enhanced
1: that's true finding mm-hmm. some place where you really from which you derive joy you say you want people to listen so are you implying that most of us are not listening to our body and our, mm-hmm. our sentiments in general i am implying that
0: yes <laughs> i think that um you know we have like a shush factor you know we oftentimes we'll find out something later down the road or maybe there's a diagnosis or I don't know, we find out something that we say, oh my gosh, you know, I I knew, I knew Mm -hmm. that, I knew that. And so that comes from our intuition. You know, some people call it your spirit, your guidance system, your gut, whatever you want to call it, there is like this inner wisdom inside of us and it can lead us in directions, um, you know, that have to do with our physical health. You know, if you feel like that headache is more than a headache, you know, you got to get the noise of the world out and the paranoia of all that. But if you sit and be still and really, um, some people pray or meditate over big decisions and try to get clear on what maybe is going wrong and you'll be guided to the right direction Um, you know when your body needs more sleep it is definitely going to tell you Mm -hmm. and we need to stop taking things that are turning us up and let our bodies lay down when it needs to lay down
1: so how do we listen I mean that sounds like a great idea but is it just by being more aware or are there specific exercises or thought processes
0: yeah it is you know it's an awareness it's it's something we have to learn because you know what we're not taught that in our Mm -hmm. culture and um, I think that there's a wave of you can call it coming. this increased consciousness that's coming across the United States and that some people are really um, latching onto it. And I think that it is really going to boost our well-being because there is um, a way to sit and be prayerful or mindful or meditative, whatever feels right to you and whatever language you want to put around it. There's a stillness. You know, we talk about mindfulness training and um, being really present in the moment. And it means sitting and turning everything off. Um, There's a learned practice to meditation, but you don't have to do it for an hour a day. You can Mm -hmm. do it at a stoplight. I do it at stoplights all the time when I'm walking my dog. And it's just being still, getting out everybody else's opinions getting out the static turning your phone off and really just listening and so you can play choices in your mind and so what I teach people is you know run it by your your I call it your spirit run it by your spirit run it by your gut you know should I do a you know maybe you list some pros and cons and then you go and take that walk and you think about one of your decisions you'll feel like a zing or like an err in your gut Mm -hmm. and it's the first thing that comes up before you have to think it Mm -hmm. so your body will immediately give you a signal on whether this decision is right going this direction or whether it doesn't feel so good and it's a matter of just listening and being able to discern which one of those feelings is the one that points you to joy because the one that points you to joy feels like joy
1: yeah it feels good Mm -hmm. now that's interesting you mentioned kind of going for a walk because there's definitely a tie between our mental health and the physical Mm -hmm. well-being whether we're being active or not talk about that and what are some physical ways that we can kind of help that mental health as well
0: Oh, gosh. Well, you know, there are many therapists that actually will do therapy on walks because what happens really? is, yeah, especially if you're in a green space and you've got, um, you know, tree branches overhead. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much research and it's, you know, there's neuros- neuro, um, psychological research and there's just spiritual research and um, mental health research that looks at how much our, uh, our brain changes when we're in nature. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a physical change. We actually, our metabolism calms down, um, our responses um, with immunity boost up, our happiness increases. And so we get into a state where we're much more open and willing to accept um, help and or messages that are coming in for us, whether that's from another person or whether it's from a higher power or your inner guidance system. And so going for that walk, you know, you're also increasing your body's functioning and you know, it gets you away from the static of the computer, or the static mm-hmm. of the phone. There are electromagnetic fields around all of that, so you're getting out. You know, what's the? There's a saying like the best you can get the best connection in nature, or something like that. <laughs> um, the best wireless connection is out in nature, and you know, there's an enhancement just to your your overall um, focus, your concentration heightens. And I just think that it's just such a better place for you to tune in and get the answers that you need.
1: You know, you make such good points. We went out to a lake area the other day and got out of city, and as soon mm-hmm. as I saw all the trees, it was just like, ah. Mm-hmm. You could take a sigh and just breathe in the air. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt so good. And then physically, so you're saying going for a walk and you know, getting that blood flowing and everything can help you listen and I know I get some of my biggest epiphanies when I'm running are there specific exercises or do you just Go for a walk. Just get the blood
0: flowing. Well, it's what your body needs. So okay. if you feel like you need to go run or go kickboxing or whatever it is that your body mm-hmm. is calling you to do, that's the physical activity that you need. If you need to feel stronger, if you need to feel like you're you're moving, you know, that's what your body needs. Um, for me, often I'll go for a walk, and I'll, I know I need to go think about something. I have a big decision ahead. I had this mm-hmm. private spot picked out in this vacant lot in my neighborhood <laughs> over in uh, an area of Atlanta. Um, if you see me there, I'm just trying to get an answer. I'm not trespassing. But I do. I sit, and I have found this little spot where I'll just sit, and I feel... You know, there's that whole kind of one with nature feeling and I just kind of sit and I'll pray about it or I'll just sit and ask and try to get really, really quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's really paying attention to the activity that your body is craving. You know, if you feel like you want to be stronger, if you feel like you're really feeling weak, then focus on an activity that really is going to build your strength. And you you can repeat to yourself, I'm getting stronger, enduring it, I can do this. I'm getting stronger. Because the physical spot, the physical sides of your body, talk to the mental sides, talk to the emotional sides, talk to the spiritual sides. There's a constant in a relationship and interaction and one always affects the other. Mm-hmm. I mean sickness is derived from, you know, something that's off from one or, or many of those Um, different areas of the body so we can stay better in our health when we're attending to them as a whole.
1: Right, and problems in one trigger problems in the other and vice versa, health Mm -hmm. in one triggers better health than the other aspects of our lives. You mentioned kind of a mantra, you know, I'm getting stronger. Do you use any other mantras, maybe not around physical, but if you're Mm -hmm. in a really stressful or frustrating moment, which we all have in our lives, whether it's our child or a coworker, Mm -hmm. what do you do in that moment?
0: There is a really simple tool that um, people can use, and that is these "I am" statements. And I know that people have heard them, but I want to be real specific about how to use those because you know we've all heard about the power of intention, the law of attraction, and all those things that are starting to kind of come into our understanding. And mm-hmm. that means that words are really powerful. Um, you know the world around you and you hear what you're saying mm-hmm. so I will tell you whenever you say the statement I am you're predicting the future so if you say oh my god I'm so stressed out oh I'm gonna be so nervous when I go to this um, competition or "Oh, I'm gonna be so angry when I see that teacher then you're predicting what's gonna happen and so I teach people and I do it myself to say statements that just include the positive so instead of saying um like I, I am strong or I am very excited about what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be cool and collective when I show up for that job interview. Not using words that are negative. So you wouldn't say, I am not going to be fearful because you're actually using a negative word in that statement. So you take the word fearful out and you think, well, what's the opposite? I'm going to be strong. You're not going to say, I'm not going to be angry. You take the word angry out of it because that's negative and Mm -hmm. it'll drop a negative connotation in your body. You say, I'm going to be content. I'm going to be excited and I'm going to get through it with flying colors. And the more you repeat those things to yourself, your mind and your body start to believe them. And I also believe there's an attraction in the universe that can create that future for you.
1: You know, and it sounds so, you know, it can sound like, how can I, just thinking about it, make it work? Of course, But yeah. studies have shown, I mean, they looked at concert pianists that were envisioning how they would perform, mm-hmm. and they did better after they had envisioned themselves doing it well. Exactly. Now, can you use that, like, in the heat of the moment? Say you didn't plan your IMs ahead of time, but something <laughs> just happened, and someone, whatever, frustrated you. What do you oh, say yeah. right there?
0: yeah. Oh, you well, you stop and take a deep breath if you're able mm-hmm. to intercept. It's all about intercepting because mm-hmm. we we've taught ourselves, and culture and family have taught us how to get in these negative kind of loops in our brain where the anger gets heated up and we go through the same interactions over and over. Especially if you have a relationship that yes. triggers the you, yeah, patterns. you're nodding. We all know, we mm-hmm. all have them. Um, and so it's learning how to <clears throat> interfere with that that normal cycle of the relationship, that normal mm-hmm. conversation, that normal angering um, dialogue that happens, mm-hmm. and teaching yourself. I mean, it's it's a practice. It's mm-hmm. not like you're going to get it the first time, right. but it's a, just a second. And every time you take a deep breath, by the way, you're lowering your metabolism and you are benefiting your body just mm-hmm. by taking a simple deep breath. That's the first thing to know. I mean, Powerful. it is, yeah, you know that it's shown in many, much research you lower your heart rate. Cause in those moments, your heart rate is very sped up, but you can, and it's just teaching yourself. Okay. <clears throat> One of the big things is that teaching yourself that things are just as they should be also in those moments that um, kind of key to mindfulness. So stopping and saying, you know, I know I'm stressed out. I know this is triggering that anger in me things are just as they should be. How can I get in the way of how I would normally react to the situation and just do one thing different? That's all you have to do each time. Just do one thing different, whether it's step away or answer with a word that's a little bit softer than the last time. Step by step, you'll do better each time.
1: Okay. So when you're feeling that same ire build up, it's mm-hmm. a pattern of frustration. One, take a deep breath. Number two, just how can I do one thing differently? Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly.
1: Okay. Just intercept. We all have those patterns. Of course. Bad loops. We need to stop. So that's really, really helpful. Um, Let's go from cutting down on stress to actually nurturing happiness and mm-hmm. going to the positive side like you were talking mm-hmm. about. You know, What are some ways to actively invite that into our lives?
0: Um, first of all, to give yourself permission to do it because I think that um, a lot of what we're taught is just that if you're enjoying things too much, maybe you're not productive mm-hmm. or um, we kind of have this sh- shame around being too playful or whatever it is that we've learned <clears throat> in this culture. And I think that um, the number one thing is you have permission to have fun. The bodies, the spirits, the minds, natural state is one of joy. That's our birthright. That's the way we're – think about babies. What do babies do? Yes. They crawl towards something that makes them happy. They're curious. They laugh when they want to laugh. They cry when they want to cry. They mm-hmm. get, they release it, and then guess what? The moment's over, and they move on to the next right. thing. Yes. Um, but they're always crawling towards something that brings them joy, and they're looking with wild wonder, and we train that out. And so I think, you know, I often stop and think, what would a baby do? Like, what what, what is my baby? What is my little girl? What does my, my joyful part inside of me really want to do? What do I really want to do and you have to stop and ask yourself that question pretty deeply several times to really get to it because what you have to filter out is what does somebody else want me to do what does my spouse want me to do what does my mom want me to do what do mm-hmm. my kids want me- you know and of course you need to tend to those relationships and mm-hmm. there needs to be a balance but you know when it comes to those big choices like career or you know where you want to go on vacation or you know, if you have the room to, to make a choice based on your joy, then it's it's stopping and giving yourself permission because we oftentimes don't. And I see it over and mm-hmm. over and over again when people, women especially, we say, oh, I really wanted to do blah, 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 but they really wanted to do this. So I just went and I would have had a better time, you know, and it's like, well, why didn't you stand up and just mm-hmm. pronounce your joy and stand up and ask for what you need? So mm-hmm. it's giving yourself permission, stopping in, really getting insight on what what that thing is or that place Mm -hmm. or that person is that brings you joy, and then going there, actually asking for it and making it happen. Mm
1: -hmm. And which is also something that we as women don't do as well Mm -hmm. is even if we know something would be better for us, we don't ask for it.
0: Well, yeah, we're taught to be pleasers.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So how can you use your own relationships around you to help? Or is this really something that you have to kind of do on your own?
0: Well, I do think, number one, it is on your own because no one's going to make you happy but yourself. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that we're taught that is not true Um, because, you know, relationships they can enhance it so first of all yes it is that you know the happiness is not there's that statement about happiness does not come from what's happening around you but what's happening inside of you how you're reacting to things um so however anyone is talking to you or reacting to you is about them it's not about you so first of all you know looking at the relationships and making sure that there are positive relationships in your life you know really taking a reality check on um you know if you're Feel, you feel like becoming a better person around that person. If, you know, you, or if the opposite is that you're feeling shame or fear or confusion around them and being pretty clear with yourself about the people that are really bringing you up. And that doesn't mean all the time, relationships all have ups and downs, mm-hmm. but the people that basically overall make you feel like you're a standout mm-hmm. versus the ones that make you feel confused and ashamed of yourself. Those need to go gently mm-hmm. and with love, but stepping yes. away from. Um, but re- happiness in a relationship, you know, that play play. That's a big thing. Laugh. Sit down and put the phones down and really look into each other's eyes. Enjoy affection and be present to it. You know, there's we, we're so distracted that we forget to be mindful and really sit and enjoy that sensory feeling of just mm-hmm. being close to somebody and enjoying a conversation and all the nuances that are happening and the taste and the smells and the sights that are going on. And It enhances both people's well-being. It enhances the family's well-being and the community's well-being once that, that joy yeah. spreads.
1: So what are some ways, I mean that sounds wonderful, like what are some ways to play we as adults we have oh, we can't go yeah. run off and take a trip uh, just in with right. no notice what are some little ways we can fit it in our lives isn't
0: it funny that we have to stop and ask that yes. because we
1: forget yeah, yeah. I mean listen, well after I put my baby to bed right. what are some ways I can play when you're, just you're fit so tired yeah. Which, but seriously
0: well watching kids is, is one of them you know yeah. it's um I love my kids are school age. I've got three um, school age kids that, you know, love to play in the playground. So mm-hmm. I, it's, I'm the only, not that I'm the only parent that does it, but I know I get looks, but I will get out there and climb around with them. Plus it's good physical exercise. Mm-hmm. I mean, get on the playground. If you have young kids, climb on the bars, sit in a swing with them as silly as you feel. And it's getting rid of what you think others' perceptions will be of you. Because mm-hmm. I think the beautiful thing about playing is that you then not only are giving yourself permission to do that, but you're giving others permission to as well. Pull out a board game. I mean, it really is simple stuff that you forget to do but when's the last time you played yahtzee when's the last time you turned off reality tv and played backgammon mm-hmm. or twister with your spouse or your kids or your family and you know we have that game operation that buzzes you know when you stick mm-hmm. the little tweezer in there <laughs> yeah i know you know right it's it's and it's hilarious we just crack up so any game that you remember when you were young uh-huh. that made you laugh i mean you will laugh and so laughter as you know boosts immunity it's so good for the body and you know it i think just being silly you know i there was a study um That was um, done with people that were in um, that were at at their end of their life, and one of the things that the people said collectively was that they wish they'd had more fun. That was one of the regrets Mm -hmm. that people at the end of life, you know, in hospice care, said they wish they'd played more and stopped worrying about what people thought as much as they did.
1: Fascinating. Yes, we don't, and we don't want to get to that point and wish we had more fun. Mm -hmm. That would be tragedy. So you can, and you're right. You don't have to plan it, and doesn't have to be a big. Things I'm going to have fun at this hour. Right. Just do little activities with your family, little games. Mm-hmm. You're right. I try to take more advantage of playing with my daughter. Right, because it's it's so funny. And she, children laugh at anything, so yeah, it, it's kids here encar- encourage it. And you know, and if you're single or you don't have kids, you know, playing cards
0: with your spouse, picking up the little game at the side of the table when you're at a restaurant, not worrying about what people think. You know, going and actually going bowling and doing something mm-hmm. that's out of the norm. You know, I had my kids at the beach about two months ago, and um, I usually don't like to swim because I get my I don't want to get my hair wet because I don't want to have to redo it. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like, forget that, and I yeah. dove into a wave, and I lost my very expensive sunglasses but that was besides the point <laughs> point. and my kids all like froze and they said mom we didn't know you could swim oh, and they no. were cheering and I felt like like a dolphin like I just was diving in the waves mm-hmm. and I had like I know that I was glowing you know with mm-hmm. so much joy and so, so
1: were they so it's moments like that that you know surprise your kids surprise yeah. your spouse surprise yourself so it's not just about letting go of what other people think about you it's letting go of what other expectation that you may be weighing is more important and saying no right I'm gonna do this exactly I'm gonna enjoy this moment and right. have it be something memorable. Mm-hmm. Karin, thank you. As always, a time really flew. For all of our listeners, you can find more from Dr. Karin at dr, doctor, D-O-C-T-O-R-K-A-R-I-N dot com. You can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Karin. This is Dr. Daria for Share Care Radio. Remember, you can find any of the segments we discussed today at sharecare.com backslash radio MD. You can download them, and you can also subscribe to us on, pod- on iTunes so you never miss a single episode. Stay tuned.